Greetings, Wargamers. We're your hosts, Trevor, Jay, Josh, and this is Shane Attack. Attack. is sponsored by Discount Games Incorporated. Discount Games Incorporated specializes in customer service, low prices, and prompt shipping. You can find our web store at www.discountgamesinc.com. Welcome to Chantech. I'm your host, Trevor, and uh, I was just watching Guardians of the Galaxy 3 again. Again. Did you did you buy, like, the Ultra 4K version on Amazon? Yes. Let's see. I'm, I'm Jay, and I have still only watched uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 once. But I have been re-watching Black Mirror because I needed to... I, I was feeling a little bit too happy. needed to... <laughs> So you're talking about like you've watched in early earlier seasons? Uh, so season six just released, and so Brian was like, "What if we started at season one, episode one?" <laughs> and so that's what we've been doing. That's literally the only episode I ever watched, and <laughs> I uh, yeah. could not could not get past that one. Have we? Have we? Yeah, I'm Josh, and I I maybe shouldn't have looked at how much I've spent on Kickstarter in the past two years, but you know. Sometimes we have to face our demons. Uh, yeah, I watched that one once, and I felt implicated by the by the show itself. I, I felt like it ah. was directly calling me out. If that's the one I'm thinking of, isn't it the one with the pig? Yeah. Yeah, that thing. That was some grim television. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I never went back after that. And that's fair. <laughs> um. So, news and announcements with um, Discount Games, Inc. Um, seems like, so briefly on Games Workshop, it seems like now that we're through the launch of the new edition and, you know, the Leviathan box sets have been produced, you would think that um, they would be catching up on restocks and having plenty of of new releases for people to buy and you would be wrong. <laughs> so I I'm, I'm sorry if some of the stuff you've been wanting to order is out of stock, hopefully it will restock soon. And um, if there's a, a new release you're interested in, um, I would, would check early in the pre-sale period to, to hopefully get a chance to get it um, with, with star Wars Shatterpoint. There's been a bunch of new releases um, one that was a little bit confusing, Appetite of Destruction, the General Grievous box set, was initially supposed to release on July 7th, and it got pushed one week to July 14th. Um, so uh, be aware that that's available now, and along with the three box sets that released on July 7th. So good stuff. Um so, Josh, you mentioned Kickstarter. Did I? Yes, we were we were going to talk a little bit. So it's it's always kind of interesting. I, I in general, 
I don't know what the the new hotness is on in the board game arena unless other people tell me. And it is kind of interesting to me how so for example, I had people tell me before Arc Nova even released that they're like, "Oh, this is this is going to be a great game. You're going to want to, you know, stock it and make sure it's available, etc." And and I'm assuming that this phenomenon is mostly because some of these games release first in Europe and then they come to America. Is is that can no, I you, verify this or what's what's no, going no. on? No, what usually happens is they're being played at conventions and then reports are coming in. Okay. So, and then and then pod, big podcasts are going out and playing the influencers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. That that's that is wild to me though that in your business that that isn't a thing that you sort of maintain a knowledge of. I hesitate to make any recommendations to you anymore about what the hotness <laughs> is because I think 10 years ago I recommended Tempest and it was probably the worst thing I ever recommended in my life. I like Tempest. <laughs> still have it. You let me down, Martin Wallace. It's still in the closet. Um, I mean, the, so part of the issue for me is that there's just such a deluge of board game products that are coming out Yeah. that it's pretty difficult to keep up with or to, to know what's going to be the hotness what's going to actually hit right yeah 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 it does it does seem like there are sometimes like arc nova that a game has buzz and before it releases and that it lives up to the buzz um but i'm, I'm so we're going to talk a little bit about kickstarter and what what games you guys have backed and and what games people should be excited about i guess those might be two separate things but <laughs> yeah that's true that's <laughs> Do as I do as I do, not as I say. Yeah. That's funny. All right. Well, I'm I'm ready. Okay, let's dive in. Let's see. Uh, now I got to look at like. Oh my gosh. Now I made a mistake. I went back further. Now I'm looking at everything I've ever backed on Kickstarter. <laughs> I should never have looked at this. <laughs> uh, all right. Sorry. Where are we starting? I'm beginning at the beginning. All right. I'm going to begin at games that I have kickstarted that have not delivered yet. Okay. How's that sound? Although I might break my own rule with one so that I can warn everyone to never play it. Okay. Uh, the first one I backed that I is actually worth talking about, and everyone should back it so that this um, designer will continue to make more things for the rest of his life. Uh, the the game is called Aridia, A-R-Y-D-I-A, The Paths We Dare Tread. And look, this as far as I'm fair, he's stealing mine. Oh, am I? Well, then you can, <laughs> you, you'll I'm be joke, able to talk about joke. it, which it's is good. Um, I mean, look, I backed this basically, this was basically like the, me in the current real estate market. I just, I was like, make an offer way over the asking price, sight unseen, because this is the guy that, uh, designed and published, right? I mean, he's the designer and the publisher, right, Trevor? Yes. Uh, designed and published Zaya, uh, literally the greatest space sandbox game that you'll ever play. And so, as far as I'm concerned, this is basically the fantasy sandbox game. And I, I don't think you can say it much different than that. I mean, it's not going to be Zaya. It's going to be different than Zaya, but like, 
it it's very much a fantasy sandbox um game what would you add to that trevor uh so i'm going to admit that with kickstarter i generally read the whatever induces me to buy i then do so i then completely and totally ignore it as much as i possibly can until it shows up on my doorstep (laughs) so um, that lets you experience the life with a kickstarter fairy basically yeah like I, i open the door one day and there's a box and i'm like oh what is this and I open it up and I'm excited and it's all cool because it's like getting a present that you didn't realize was ever coming. It's 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 really it's my only Christmas. As we've mentioned on this show before, I don't really get <laughs> Christmas per se. So uh, my Christmas is to Instead myself. Your Christmas is spread across the year to yourself. That's right. I buy things for myself <laughs> and then I ignore them waiting for them to arrive. And I I do it at, at a long enough interval that by the time they arrive, I've completely forgot that I backed them. Um, but uh, with er, Arida, Ar- Arida, Aridia, Aridia, sure, whatever. Mm-hmm. I said sure, your sure, words. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that that's their goal is to kind of come up with a, um, I, you know, I would almost akin it to um, what was the Fantasy Flight game? Uh, you don't mean Rune Wars, do you? Or no, Descent? Rune Bound. Rune Bound, yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rune, Rune Bound. It is. It is kind of a their interpretation of a much bigger, more robust rune bound, you know, go around, do adventures, prove your character. You have multiple paths to, to improve them. You can do whatever you want. And yeah, it's a fantasy based. Um, I, yeah, I, I do feel like that their goal was to try to take what they did with Zaya and improve upon it and make a, you know, a, in a different genre. Um, so I, I haven't paid real close attention. I know that the, I think there's some um, like, beta rules out there and some other things but i kind of ignore that stuff so yeah they, i mean the latest update is that it's in basically it's in play testing yeah so. i mean they, they sold me merely on the strength of what they did with um the quality and the fun it's, of zaya don't 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 get me wrong zaya is not a mechanically great game zaya is a fun game to play and that's what i'm looking for so is that a fair assessment of zaya My, yes yes i mean Look, let's face it, part of why I love Zaya is because the Lords of Chaos, uh, you know, imbued it with their spirit. <laughs> we, we all know Josh needs a little chaos in his life, but but is it, it'll be interesting. Uh, anyway, I, I think Aridia shares some things with Gloomhaven also, right, in terms of like, you know, it's an open world, it's a, you're going to unlock areas and, you know, learn things that... Um, it'll be really interesting to see how the characters, how building out the characters feels compared to building out your ship in Zaya, right? Because that is a huge portion of the fun of Zaya, right? Yeah. I'm assuming that it's going to be, I'm hoping, because most fantasy games do this well, so I don't see why they wouldn't be able to do it well. Um, But I I think they're probably going to be reasonable, you know? I think they're going to do a good job of it. Yeah. It doesn't seem like a hard thing to do. So it is interesting. I guess one one final comment, and then we can go to the next one, Jay. But like, it's interesting to look at what the original estimated delivery date was. Yeah. And I'm curious what you think the final delivery date will be, Trevor. Oh man. But okay. the, the original estimated was December of last year. Um, June of 2024. Oh, dang it. I wanted you to say December of this year, but I think you're probably right. 
Yeah, there's no way it's by December this year. I mean, if they were printing right now, it would be right. Correct, but they're the not. They've not testing. seen. They've also not seen the proofs. Like they've not right. received. If they, right. I would, I would be willing to say, yeah, it's possible you could get it by December if they'd seen the proofs. They have not. Like, but they're asking right? for like more play testers right now and stuff too. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they have seen the proofs. Mm, I don't know. Again, I sort of ignore some of these things. Yeah, I know, because some of them are like, it's like death by a thousand cuts. So Even when the ones I'm excited about, I'm like, oh, really? I didn't want to know. I didn't care this much about how the sausage was made. Yeah. So, I mean, if I remember right, they have seen like individual proofs, like certain models printed and a few other things like that. They, But they don't have like a, here's the way to look when it's done. Like, here's the box you know that they get to look and, and do final approval they right. de- certainly haven't done that and i've seen enough kickstarters to know that at this point it's july they've not seen any of that stuff that that almost guarantees that at a minimum it's a year out yeah so all right but anyway every, again everyone should find a way to late pledge now so that this guy can you know continue to make games because i i love what he does Okay, so here's one that I'm warning everyone away from, even though I'm going to force myself to probably play it one more time because my 10-year-old liked it. And so I, I, I once had a, a, a friend who told me, like, you should always try a food twice because the first time you have it, it, it could be that it was prepared poorly. And it could be that this next game I'm going to mention was prepared poorly the first time I played it. But uh, this is a game I backed... Um, called Oros. Uh, be an all-powerful demigod in an ever-shifting world was the shtick. I was telling Trevor about it briefly the other day. It it wants to be Populous the board game, I feel like, because you are like... Which, this... that pitch right there sold me. Right. Well, that's basically why I backed it, honestly. Like, so I backed this in... I think I backed this in August of 21, if I'm looking at this right. And yeah, that's basically what sold me. Because so you basically are this demigod, and you, I mean, it basically has a tech tree even. Like you, you, you upgrade powers, and most of your powers are like terrain manipulation, or you know, explode a volcano to go. I mean, it even has like steps up and down, right? Like so, you end up with higher terrain and lower terrain, and you move terrain around and smash it into each other and that makes mountains and volcanoes and so yeah the pitch seems like it should be really awesome uh so we played it at um again because i i am trying really hard to like get my unplayed games played so we played it uh with an old friend of ours mr todd flatland and my 10 year old and i and my brother jordan we played it at uh salt con a month or so ago and i was just like my eyes were glazed over by the time it was done now the caveat is that Flatland was teaching it to us and he <laughs> he played some rules wrong for the first little bit. Like you basically are supposed to have three actions on your turn and we were only having one action on our turn. And so that probably made it drag longer, you know, it made it go longer than it probably should have. So that's the other reason I might give it another chance, but ugh, I'm like, I was ready to sell it right there at the con. I wanted to, so <laughs> and my ten-year-old kind of made puppy dog eyes at me, and I'm like, oh, fine, we'll take it home, we'll try it one more time, but if, if it sucks again, it's, it's it's out on its ear. So, Oros, good pitch, bad execution, uh, and interestingly, I think it actually made its 
No, I think it was maybe a year behind its original estimated <laughs> delivery. So its original estimated delivery was October of 22, and I think I just got it earlier this year. So anyway, that's funny. Okay, so next one. Next up, this one I think is getting close to delivering. I'm going to go look at its updates here. But uh, this one sucked me in with its publishing pitch more than the game pitch. So this game is called Earthborn Rangers, and it's basically a co-op card game, um, you know, like kind of open world uh, exploration style game, right? So the pitch is that this is a sustainably produced uh, customizable co-op card game. And so their whole thing was like, you know, they, uh, you know, their production methods were going to use, you know, like recycled materials only and like it the whole the the setting of the game is like it's you know it's far farther in the future post post-apocalyptic you're you're a civilization that's rebuilding you know on a on an earth that you know kind of destroyed itself and it's things are growing back and so i mean it it's going to be an old you know it's it's going to be in that same vein as uh a runebound or or an iridia or a you know that type of game um so yeah they they originally estimated july of last year and uh, it says that they currently are estimating deliveries in september so stay tuned uh, that's pretty bad right because i don't i can't even give you a very good pitch of the gameplay or anything <laughs> they just sucked me in with this whole sustainable produce theme thing uh okay next up i mentioned this in our um behind the paywall pre-ramble yes the pre-ramble this is one of my unplates uh and uh this is by aeg and this is called edge of darkness um and so it's it's shtick or it's mechanic is it's one of the card building style games right where you have cards that are sleeves and you Throughout the course of the game, you acquire, um, you know, cards that go into these sleeves and that changes, you know, it, it builds the card as you go. So it's a card builder instead of a deck builder, right? This guy, John DeClaire is the designer. So he designed Mystic Veil. Dead Reckoning is the pirate game version. He also has a game design called Cubitos. But anyway, but Edge of Darkness is like, um, it's Fantasy Kingdom. You know, the cards you're building are like adventurers and merchants and, you know, things that are going to help you be able to build a party to fight back, um, you know, the hordes that are on the edge of the kingdom that are trying to take it over. Right. Um, Anyway, so I man, here's the thing about Kickstarter. It's the other reason I've started to stay away from it. Like I back these things all in. I'm like, what's the most expensive one? Give me that one. All the minis. <laughs> so there are like five boxes of this thing here at my house. Like I'm, I'm ready to just one of these days. I just have to convince my 10 year old to help us. I've read the rules. It also does use a um, like a cube tower, right? It's called the threat tower. And you're dropping cubes into this tower throughout the course of the game. And and as they fall out, that will determine like what monsters are attacking where or whatever. What's but I mean, again? it's called Edge of Darkness. Oh, apparently I've searched for this before. Oh, because you, you, you said... We've we were probably talked play. about it before, yeah. So. Yeah, I think you mentioned we we should play this or something. Yes, but. it is. Yeah, I definitely do want to get it to the table. Like, I've read the rules a few times. Not that that ever matters. 
it's kind of a pretty game no yeah i mean it that's the thing is like they do you know they do some good work with this whole system and but it is like it literally is taking up two shelves in my my game shelves right now so and the thing is is it doesn't it it looks like it should only be like a i mean the the box says 60 minutes and i'm like yeah but you're gonna spend a half hour setting this thing up it feels Uh. maybe only because i have so many expansions or what have you but so edge of darkness it is on my list trevor will uh the truth is like once we finished ISS Vanguard, it was definitely one I was going to suggest, but maybe we'll slip it in before that. Mm, I don't know. I don't okay. know what made me back either. Like I like the card crafting system, but my dad likes it more, so it feels like this is one he should have backed. Yeah, I. But I. Oh, that's I, I right. Has, the, that's right. It has what? the uh, the the slide the cards in sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that's, I like that's, that quite a bit too. Right. So I mean, it, it, there's a lot about it that I think will be really cool but just haven't got it to the table yet so that many boxes becomes intimidating for the record <laughs> i'm starting to intimidate myself into not uh. opening stuff uh okay so and that one actually is one interesting enough i i i got it when they did a kickstarter for the expansion so it's actually been out for a while like so when i kickstarted it was like last year and I kickstarted it with like I was like give me everything, all the expansions and stuff, right? So, okay, I, geez, I feel like I didn't realize this was turning into the Josh, Josh, um, examines his life choices on Kickstarter episode. But here ah. we go. I, I've got several more, but maybe I better only do two right now. I mean, I've got eight more that we could go over, but let's talk I, about. I mean, do you want do you want to skip to some of mine first, and we can come back? Oh or? yeah, have you got a couple more? Yeah, yeah, yes. Oh, I have plenty. If there were, I mean, I just. I, yeah, I'm ready. Let's do Let's it. Go. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's All, right. All right. So are we going? Jay doesn't have any. <laughs> are we going back to the oldest one that hasn't been delivered? That's what I. That's where I started. Yes. Uh, okay, so I'm assuming that I can skip the ones that are like never going to be delivered. Oh, those are like sad. S- yeah. Star <laughs> Citizen. Let's not make this a sad. Let's not make this a I, sad. I, no, we. You should talk about those. I'm. I'm Wait, is not Star very... Citizen a video game? Yeah. I mean, oh, this okay. is it. We're a geek podcast. I can go yeah, back yeah, to video yeah. games. That That's I, fine. Yeah, Star Citizen's, you know, made like five billion dollars and is in perpetual like development hell. Mm-hmm. You could, it has a playable version, but it is nothing like what I kickstarted. So we, we'll skip that one and some of the others that are, you know, completely ridiculous. Since I believe that one kickstarted in 2013. Oh, that's embarrassing. Yeah. So. I will skip to there's a bunch that just like aren't even going to ever get delivered. Um, yeah. So anyway, um, uh, but while I'm thinking of it, um, when do you think Star Citizen said it would deliver? Oh, geez. Um, December of 2018. No, November of 2014. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I feel like I would ask to have this information purged from the internet at this point. <laughs> All right, let's let's get to something that happened within this decade. All right, um, I go back all the way. Scroll, keep scrolling. Oh my gosh, keep scrolling. Holy cow! I know. Yeah, it's 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 sobering when you dive it when you dive into your Kickstarter history. Sobering. Yeah, yeah, it is. So, um, the one that this will never be delivered. And I I can't remember if we've talked about it on the show, but Rallyman Dirt. So Rallyman GT was a game that was created by a, comp- a fr- French company 
a couple years ago, they decided to make a Rallyman dirt version, so a kind of a off-road um, rally. Um, I realized Wait, the so na- this the name- is different. This is different than the Rallyman we've played on Board Game Arena, and I use the term "played" lightly there. <laughs> yes. So the one we played on Board Game Arena is Rallyman GT. It's it's a um, on-road racing game. The the Rallyman Dirt is the second edition or second version of it. Okay. And it is it is um, endurance off-road, you know, uh, world rally championship style racing. Um, so I backed it and was ready and excited for it to show up. Um, they kind of went overboard on a lot of things and um, they used the money that was, they started using the money that they were making on Kickstarters to create new projects rather than mm. keeping the money siloed in. This is the money for this project and this is the money for this project and this is the money for this project. And they started using the money um, for rally, that they earned for Rallyman GT to um, develop other projects and they had other Kickstarters that were going on. Well, the problem is, is that they got the, the Rallyman Dirt was published, printed and sent to their distribution partner. And then the distribution partner wanted to be paid up front before delivering any of the games. So they were holding all of like 5,000 games in their warehouse and they wanted to be paid the $80,000 or whatever it was to ship all of them. And they didn't have the money because they had spent it on mm. other games Painful. so full they're very pled they they you know they tried to get the the distribution partner to make deals with them and the distribution partner's like you know we're huge you're small we don't give a crap about you know what you want or need we need our money before we can deliver these games and um the the company that made Rallyman gp which i don't have their name off the top of my head um, they made a lot of excuses, and they made it seem like it was the distribution partner's fault. Um, and then they filed for bankruptcy. And the games—you're talking about the publisher. The publisher, yes. It was Holy Grail Games. That sounds correct. Okay. Um, and so the games are, as far as I'm aware, still sitting in a warehouse, and the publisher has folded up and shut their doors. So I will never get that game, and I don't know what, what's going to happen with the games, because um, they are. Uh, someone will have to buy them probably from the um, this. They went bankrupt in France, so they do their bankruptcy similar to like the way the UK does. So there's a, uh, some um, lawyers who come in and take over from the government, and um, they're going to probably liquidate those games to try to um, recover money to pay for the bills that they have. So I have a game that is sitting that I paid for that is sitting in a um, warehouse that I can't get because the it is considered not my asset. So they're going to sell it to try to make money to pay back this company's debts. Ugh, yuck. Anyway, so we're done with that one. Uh, we'll move on. <laughs> uh, skip a bunch that have been delivered. Um, Pixels, the electronic dice. So this... Yeah, really? I remember you backing this one. Yeah, so this was supposed to be delivered in March of 2022. Um, These dice have a circuit board inside of them that when you roll them, they flash and then they they light up the number that you rolled. And they have um, a Bluetooth chip in them that allow them to connect to um, your phone or whatever other app so that um, let's say you're playing on roll 20 as an example and you roll your D20 to hit, it will send the roll to your 
laptop or iPad or whatever, which then sends it to roll 20 and the, the roll shows up on the screen. Um, it's all they all the dice light up. This one's still in production. Um, they've had a few pickups with the whole thing, getting it done, but these are being currently being printed in, in China. So um, they're really cool. Um, there's been some copycats that have come out that have not been quite as cool, but I think once these have actually hit the market and the Chinese that are printing them um, build some on the side and sell them to you know third parties uh, illegally, uh, at least illegally in the United States, but not illegally in China, um, you'll have a bunch of copycats out there. So mm. pretty excited for those. I actually think they're probably not going to get delivered until next year either, um, but hoping. They're kind of cool. Uh, then Iridia, The Paths We Dare Tread, which Josh already talked about. Good job. Good job. Good job, yeah. Um, the next one I have is a reprint um, called Keep Em Rolling to the Rhine. Have you heard of this game, Josh? No. Uh, okay, so Keep Em Rolling to the Rhine is a, I mean, in, it, technically it's a war game. So okay. it, it is about um, the, it's about World War II, um, allied versus Axis forces uh, trying to uh, win the battle. Um, basically, I think it's the Battle of the Bulge. It's, 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 um, but the issue is, um, and the reason why it's not really a war game, is the whole point of the game is to maintain supply lines. So you, your goal is to maintain supply lines to the Rhine to be able to win the fight. But it is much more, it's, it's, a, um, it's a game that is about providing supplies to the line. It's not necessarily about the fight going on at the line. That's interesting. And, That's an interesting take. Yeah. So um, it has been printed before. Um, and it's won some awards. It's kind of a small publisher game, and this was their hey, we would like to, you know, streamline, make it a little bit better, and reprint it. And so we're going to go to Kickstarter. So um, it did quite well. Um, and it how old be... is the original then? Oh, that's a good question. I was trying uh... to look it up on Board Game Geek while you were talking about it, and I couldn't. Maybe I didn't spell it right though. That's a terrible title for the record. Keep them rolling to the keep M. It's there's yeah, it's not them. That's it's that's what's, that's what's terrible about them is the M. Yeah. Uh, okay. So it oh it re-implements so it re-implements 1944 Race to the Rhine, which looks like was originally published in 2014. Okay, so it's not that old. Huh. Yeah. So but the focus is on logistics. That's kind of cool. Yeah. And it's uh wait is three players the max player count on it? Oh um, no. No, it's players. four. The original was three, apparently. Yeah, the new one's four. Like I said, it, it's it is updated and streamlined a little bit. It is improved in theory. Um, we'll see. Again, theme sold me. I'm like, this is cool Euro game with that actually has theme that's interesting and it's different than anything else. So I I backed it. Um, it is getting very close to delivery. It was that's estimated cool. estimated delivery of November 22. Clearly, it missed that. Um, or no, it hasn't. Let's see. Yes, it missed that. Um, but um, they update fairly frequently, and I think it's um, been printed, and they're waiting for the ship to arrive. Is what we're waiting on, and then it'll. So it's it's probably another two months out. Um. Okay. So, and I'm pretty excited about that one. That'll be one that might be a surprise hit, sort of like Pax Pamir. We'll we'll see how it goes. Mm, mm, you're speaking my language there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the next one that I backed is called Skyrise. And I'll be honest, I know zero about this. Um, 
Oh, but it's by Roxley Games. It is by Roxley Games. Is that what I... sold you? Because that's that's a pretty good reason to get sold. Um, that was part of it. So it's Roxley Games, which I've I've backed multiple things with theirs, and they always deliver, and it's always been um, a positive experience for me. So yeah, I wasn't like what, really. What's one of their best games? It's the I, I, uh, what the freak is it called? The Steampunk Rally, right? Um, that was one of them. That's that's not the only, but. I'm trying to think of what else they've they've done. I mean, they they do the Dice Throne games too, which I've never actually played, but a lot of people have really good feelings about them. They have an awesome two-player game called Radlands, for the record. Um, I've never played that one. Oh yes, maybe I have. Uh, well, I but, should. We should. Anyway, play. But anyway, back to Skyrim. They've got they've got a they've got a, a good history. The Brass Lancaster, Santorini. I mean. Oh, and I, I have played lots of the Dice Throne um, games. So anyway, um, Skyrise, the reason I backed it was because it was pretty. It's, it's, got, <laughs> it's got these buildings. It's it's um, it's a game of auctioning, which I've always been a fan of the auctioning mechanic. Uh-huh. Um, and it has gorgeous, gorgeous. Um, yeah, geez, the components are ridiculously cool looking. Yeah, so it, it has these things that like you're building a sky city that's flying in the air. And so it has these these pieces that make up the sky city and then you have buildings on top of those and it is it was just gorgeous so i i saw it i saw the kind of the theme which is actually sort of steampunky um i don't so but for whatever reason it's still called i don't remember what video game it gives me the vibes of um it's not bioshock but it is Bioshock. It's the Bioshock and that's the steampunky Bioshock that's up like. Oh yeah, sky. Bioshock Infinite. You're right. I forgot that was still called Bioshock. Yeah, yeah. That it totally gives me that vibe. Yeah. So anyway, I it had all these like the what really sold me was the the board, like the way the board sets up, and then the buildings that you put on the board are just gorgeous. Like I could this could probably have the worst mechanics in the world, and I would still probably enjoy. It's myself. gonna have some serious table presence. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that one also is delivering soon, I believe. Um, it was originally supposed to deliver probably before now, though. Let's see. What does it say? Uh, uh, June 2023. So they're actually pretty close to that. So they were supposed to deliver last month. I think they're going to deliver. I'm guessing in a, I haven't been paying attention to the to the um, updates, but I know it's coming soon. So uh, let's see. I don't know. Oh, They're no. talking about like molds and stuff still. Uh, the backer kit closed in May. Um, they are looking at the molds that I think they're talking about are like the the. They're for the inserts, yeah. Yeah, so um, it's it's probably still going to be another four months out, but it's going to deliver pretty soon. So um, I wish I knew more about it. I apologize. I just <laughs> the, the theme got me, and I'm like. I just I just think this is an incredible examination of like the psychology of Kickstarter. Right. At least for you and I. Like yeah. why did I why, why did, did I back, back that? This? Yeah. I don't really know. Um so uh so I'm still going from like oldest to newest. Get yeah. to globe globe trotting right there. Oh so really? That, that's, okay. Yeah, that's okay. how well globe trotting was delivered. Um uh then the next one is First in Flight, a historical aviation board game. Um First in Flight is about it's sort of like a push your luck game where you try to um, you're 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 designing an airplane and you're attempting to get it um, to go uh, farther and farther and farther until um, somebody gets far enough to declare it as the first person to done uh, non man or to do real flight. So it's sort of like the Wright brothers um, chasing, you know, the flying machine, the airplane. 
Yeah. Um, and this one, unlike all the others, I've seen the mechanics. I know it's good, and I find it very interesting. It is sort of like a deck building game where you're like putting um, mechanics uh, and and bonuses into your deck and other things like that, and then you're flipping cards to see how far you fly, and the farther you fly, you know, the more you can get. It's it is. Oh man, push your luck. That is that's it is that's a sexy mechanic, dude. Yeah, it's it's push your luck and. Um, I love push your luck. It's one of my favorite mechanics. So like I, I love the theme. I thought it was really good. It, it looks great. Um, I've seen it played. I've watched gameplay of it online. There's some... and the art is awesome too. Like yeah, this this game um, is it's fairly light, but I think that it is a it's a quick good game. I mean, it's going to take you probably an hour to play it. So it's not it's not as light as Globetrotting as an example. Sure. Um, but this game is solid guarantee it's going to be a good game it's going to be enjoyable it's not going to be like it's not going to hit um all the notes that the the, the hardcore euro gamers are looking for but it's the right. type of game that i could pull out with um more light Almost fair board yeah. gamers and and they would enjoy it huh do, do you want to take a few for a minute i've got more uh yeah i was gonna say how are we doing on time jay because i'm like I, I i want to do at least one more we've, we've got like nine minutes Okay. Okay. So I'll do. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do two really quick, and then we'll let you close out, Trevor. But okay. This one, I, I'm. It will be obvious to my co-host why I backed this, and so I will just <laughs> tell them the obvious answer. This is by the designer of um, Root, the designer of Oath, and <laughs> Frank. And frankly, that is why I backed it. Sight unseen. Also, um, it's called Arcs. So it's. Ba- I to me, I'm like. This is going to be Oath in space, but it's not that. It's going to be a little bit. There's a little more game to it than than in than there is an Oath. But it's uh, it's billed as a fast playing, intense science fiction game with an innovative campaign. So it's going to have you know it it the galaxy changes depending on choices you make, and you know uh, uh, anyway, it's interesting because they went from uh, wood components to like kind of interestingly sculpted plastic miniatures. It has been, I was trying to think, when did I, I got to look about when I freaking backed this thing. When did I back it? Anyway, that that's all I can say is I, because I, I really love Oath. I love the way that it like, you know, changes between games and stuff. It's not quite legacy, right? And this feels like it's going to be a lot the same. So it looks like I backed this in early 2022, May, May of 2022. And uh what's their latest their latest is saying that i mean i guess you can play it on tabletop simulator i don't want to do that so i'm not going to but i don't know they're still they're still doing some design and stuff it feels like so i'm gonna say not till early next year is my guess uh okay my final one um this one is backed for the same reason that i backed fireball island back in the day did you get Fireball Island, Trevor? I can't remember. I did not, know. This was pure nostalgia. This thing was speaking to my child of the 80s soul, right? Uh, I backed a game called Necromold's uh, Call to Arms. This is a minis game, a minis combat game. The shtick is that you make your monsters out of Play-Doh. You put them in molds and squish the molds, and it out comes a monster, and then that is the thing that you send off to battle. <laughs> uh, so that's all. <laughs> uh, 
I know nothing more about like the rules or anything. Like I was just like, yep, this is a, this is a child of the '80s. And if you go watch the original campaign, they did a video that seriously felt like a commercial that you would have watched during Saturday morning cartoons. <laughs> I mean, a hundred percent. So yeah. Uh, anyway, I backed that with like the all-in pledge, big time. So I can't tell when it. I, I keep thinking. Anyway, I hope it actually delivers. <laughs> I mean, I, it looks like I can download the uh, rule books today, so maybe there is progress still happening. All right, Trevor, close us out. Uh, well, I'm not going to be able to get through all of mine, but the next one that I backed, um, and this one I spent way too much money on, um, is the Company of Heroes board game, second edition. Man, so, big World War II-ish stuff going on here again, huh? Yeah. So the original Company of Heroes board game... Um, is kind of unique in in its mechanics it is it is honestly it's a miniatures game it's not a board game it just it has it has a board and there's but there's 3d terrain and there's 3d models and um but it is intended to to feel like a miniatures game and i watched when it came up i was like oh that's cool and it's it's claim to fame was that they did a really good job of translating the video game into a quick playing um fun to uh do board game and and so i was like well you know i've heard that claim and seen that claim before show me you know prove to me that, that, that that's actually the case so i went out and i watched some gameplay and i read some reviews and i looked at the rules and i was like oh wow this does some really smart things with the way that it approaches turning the company of heroes video game into a board game that is quick fast playing um, where you've got to move in and turn a real-time strategy game into an actual board game and the, one of the things that josh will love is that it has a version of the rules that you can play where it has like a sand timer <laughs> i do love death clock yeah so it is it is basically doing its best to 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 translate that twitchy video game feel to a tabletop now clearly it's not going to be the same you're going to but you're going to have to think quick and and essentially you take these cubes and you assign them to the things to do your actions and then they their actions resolve and then the combat is really quick and easy it's just you you assign dice to the different trays and then you roll the dice and how it resolves is based on um what the what the, the unit is that you're using and much like the video game depending on what they're attacking um it it resolves differently so if you've got for example a a panzer shrek squad attacking a tank that's going to resolve well instead of a like a regular trooper attacking a tank that's not going to end well um anyway it it does a really good job of just translating that real-time strategy to a to a tabletop and and honestly i'm going to i'm going to admit something here i almost volunteered josh for this without him even knowing like i basically looked at this and i was like you know what this is a game that i can play with my son who absolutely loves company of heroes okay and all i got to do is get josh and his son to agree and then (laughs) it'll play four players two on two like really well and it'll play the game quickly the the setup is probably going to be long like there's a lot of setup I mean, after you, it's going to take you a while to put everything out. The game itself is going to play pretty quickly. So mm. it's one of those games where you could play, you know, two or three games probably in a night. Um, but the setup part of it is there's a lot of pieces going on here. Anyway, I spent way too much on this. Um, I, I mean, I'm not going to tell you the exact amount, but like. What, was it the Metal Storm bundle? 
Um, or was no. it the painted OKW collector's bundle? Oh, I wish. <laughs> um, I'm not even seeing those names. I'm seeing the all-in bundle, which was $600. Um, uh, maybe I'm looking at a different one, then. Good gravy. Uh, so I did the all-faction gameplay bundle, which was the default. That That's that, that's the baseline was 450 I backed way above that, so I added <laughs> a bunch of things. But, so <laughs> you know at least what I spent there. Amazing. Um, and the the horrible part about this one is um, the the designer who had his heart and soul in it uh, died of cancer after mm. the game was. Oh, that does suck. After the project was complete, but before, uh-huh. so he this was. So um, he didn't get to about, see his baby. Correct. I mean, he did the first edition, but this second edition he did not complete. So his. The company that he left behind, which includes his brother and I, I think his friend, are attempting to close it out. And I think it'll happen, but it's definitely been slowed down because of that issue. So it was supposed to be delivered in June of 2023. Um, I don't expect that it will be delivered until, um, I want to say, probably spring of 2024. They're they're about to close the, the backer kit, so you can't change your address and a few other things. Mm-hmm. Um, but and and they're about to start printing, so they're not that far out. But it's it's a pretty big project. I think the the project did really well. And there's, I mean, 1.2 million dollars worth of board game is what they sold. 5,500 backers. It's it's a big project for them to deliver. So yeah. Anyway, uh, that's probably enough. We can stop there. I have yeah. more, but there you have it. Jay. This can tune in next future, week. Future content, but I'm <laughs> yeah. I am I, one last question to close out. Um, this has been a little bit of an episode of, of, of shame and sorrow, but I'm <laughs> curious, out of everything that you have backed on Kickstarter, what would you say is the backing you've done that you've been happiest with? Oh, to date, right? Hmm. To date. Yeah. Yeah. Let me see here. She's like a freaking mean old reporter. He asks the hard questions <laughs> way back for this. So can I just start throwing some names out and then I can, after I've thrown out the names, I can narrow it down. Sure. Uh, Escape from the Temple Curse. Oh. Um, I mean, the truth is, my, my answer is probably going to be, well, it's probably Zaya. Because oh, I, I, that's how I got Zaya is I backed the Zaya expansion when it came out with, you know. So I would say Zaya or Gloomhaven, honestly. Um... Man, I thought there'd be more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's sort of sobering. Uh, I'm still a ways down here, so I'm still working through a lot of these. Um, the Six Gun RPG for Savage Worlds. That was uh, I was pretty happy with that one. Uh, Scythe. Gosh, that was a BattleTech. So I've probably put the most time in BattleTech, um, the video game. Um, but Scythe was a great um, uh, project in many, many ways. Um, Baseball highlights 2045 spring training. Oh that, yeah, that's a that good one. A great one. Uh, Heroes of Land, Air, and Sea. That was a great one too. Um, I uh, mine was a reprint of Zion, but I also backed it on Kickstarter. So uh, Eclipse Second Edition. That was a great one too. Yeah. So I've actually had quite a few, but compared to how many that turned out poorly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's not a pretty ratio. <laughs> yeah. Re- Return to Dark Tower obviously was a great backing. Um, I actually. I was su- surprised, pleasantly surprised with Roman Roll, and I would like to play it again. 
So yeah, there's a, there's a bunch in here. I, I, if I had to narrow it down, it would be hard. It would probably be return to dark tower. Yeah. All right. Well, well, I will leave you with this thought, Jay, uh, because, because the fans demand it. Uh, do you know what kind of train eats too much? A choo-choo train. Son of a... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There'll be more. Excellent. Okay. We'll have to to start doing those at the start. (laughs) Sounds good. (laughs) All right. Well, let us know about your uh, Kickstarter hits and misses. We would love to commiserate and share in some agony. (laughs) (laughs) 